welcome back to the Boneyard Podcast, everybody. This is episode 27. I am seven. I am Jared Chaffet, along with Artemis Brower. Uh, yeah, this week we're coming to you, like I said, with episode 27. Mm-hmm. Um, wow, Artie, we we've made it a pretty pretty far away into into this podcast, uh, and we're finally getting close to kickoff. We are. We we. We almost we're, we're almost there. Um, we're so close. So close. <laughs> so close. Um, it, it, it's coming, guys. We promise. We're, it's coming. We know it's. We're, we're on the precipice. Mm-hmm. There, there's. There you go. There you go. <laughs> there's a big word. We're on the precipice of an outstanding college football season. Everybody, uh, this season is gonna. It's gonna be. Uh, it's gonna be different. It's gonna be different. Not mm-hmm. gonna be as many people there. We're not gonna have fifty thousand. Uh, Coach Houston said we're gonna have fifty, um, and those are gonna be <laughs> those are gonna be the senior, junior, and seniors' parents, as many of them as we can fit in there. So only the juniors and seniors' parents get to go. Yes, um, but but we'll get into that a little bit later. Already, I, I wanted to kind of see how's everything going. It's been been a little bit of, over a week since we talked. How's it going, man? I'm good, man. I'm uh I'm real good. Went uh, went down to Raleigh last weekend and hung out with the boyos. Went to a baby shower. You know, <laughs> that's, how you know you're <laughs> that's how you know you are getting old when a baby shower is the highlight of the weekend. But we had a good time. We went to that baby shower and that and had a really we tore that baby shower up. Um, so uh, that was really good. And outside of that, man, it just worked. So yeah, I don't, I doubt they listen to the podcast, but I, I want to give a quick shout out to Jared and Katie. Mm-hmm. Um, they're they're expecting a baby Ava. That baby is that is her Ava, name. Uh, Ava. Uh, I actually just got an email about a lady in my church. Having a baby and naming it Ava. So, um, <laughs> congratulations to all new parents out there. Um, Artie and I, we are not near that. Time. No, I am not a father. I, I, I am well, not that we know. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am. Uh, I am probably closer to that than Artie is. Than, yeah, yeah. Than any of our other friends are. But um, oh, you on deck? Oh, I'm on deck. <laughs> you yeah. on deck? Oh, if if we could do if we could make it work. She would have said, "All right, let's do it." Three months ago. Yeah. Um, but we're we're not ready yet. At least we're we're not we're not there yet. Y'all. <laughs> um, but already, um, yeah, I went I went down to Greenville actually. Mm-hmm. I, I spent the weekend in Greenville. Um, it's an interesting town right now, mm-hmm. uh, especially as, for, as somebody that doesn't get to go back as much as as I would like. To. You're an old guy now. I, I, <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean I feel, you're you're young, I mean, but going back feeling. to Greenville, you're 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 old. Man, <laughs> you I'm are st- an old guy. I'm still feeling it. My, I mean, I'm had allergies and just drank a little too much one night. Yep. And, uh, spent uh, it, it was it was a good time. Uh, sweated it all out on the golf course on <laughs> on Sunday. It wasn't too too hot, luckily, but it, it was a perfect uh, September day and. In uh, in Greenville, too bad we didn't have any college football going on. Mm-hmm. But Artie, uh, we we do talking about college football and talking about ECU football a little bit. We got a great guest on uh, this week's podcast. Absolutely, uh, this guy. Yeah, you all probably know him. He, you should know him. If you don't, you've been living under a rock. This guy, he's probably. Um, I, I say it in the interview. He, he's probably one of the smartest guys mm-hmm. that we've had come through ECU athletics and come through ECU football. We've had some smart ones, but I don't know if any of them compared to this guy. Uh, he, he was a four-year starter uh, for, for ECU. Alex Turner is going to be joining us later on the, in the podcast. Yep. So uh, you'll want to stay tuned to that. He's doing a lot of great things. 
Did a lot of great work yeah. at ECU. This is a guy that double majored in neuroscience and psychology Man. on top of starting Division One football. I, I don't know what we did wrong, <laughs> Artie, but we did something wrong. The, I, I, a whole bunch of people did some things wrong. If you can, if if you're capable of doing that, and so yeah, I I mean, I had one major and was nowhere near a three point six GPA. No. Um, and this man, like I said, he had, I believe he had 47 or 40 some what tackles mm-hmm. in his time at ECU. I mean, this, he was putting in some work all while doing it with, as you'll hear in the interview, all while doing it with four different defensive coordinators. And mm-hmm. you, you'll hear about how that played a role and how that impacted him on, on, on and off the field. So, um, yeah, great, great guest. We, we had a lot of fun talking to Alex, um, Honestly, also one of the best uh, sub dogs answers that we've had yes. yet too. So, yes, very, um, very underrated sub dogs answer that he that he gave us. You're definitely gonna stay tuned for that. So, Artie, um, we're we're one week into the NFL season. Mm-hmm. Um, we usually record on a on a Friday. We're recording today on Thursday. Thursday. First time we've ever done that. Yeah, we record on Thursday. And, and then next week we've got some interviews lined up, even on a Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. We won't get into the. We, we won't talk about them right the now. details, but we, we we don't we don't want you you're gonna to want to come back for next week. Next week is probably gonna be our biggest episode. You're gonna want to come back for next week. It's probably was, gonna be the. Biggest I'm gonna go ahead and throw that have. out there. Um, episode 28 will be a fun one. We've we've oh, got yeah. some big time people coming on. Mm-hmm. Um, but NFL week one, we uh we we watching football, watching pro football. What what were your takeaways? So I, I told you I was in Raleigh. Spent the night Saturday night. Came back Sunday morning, um, and commenced to just watching football all day long. I can't tell you how how much I've missed it. How obsessed I am with just cracking open some cold brews and just watching, you know, twenty two guys go at it on the football field. <laughs> it's just something about it. So even with no fans, I, it really I I wasn't bothered. Yeah, I wasn't bothered at all. They they didn't even need to pump in the crowd noise. I just needed to see football, and I got it. You want um, to see some people bang heads? Exactly, exactly. And and, and it was it, they were good quality football games. I, I didn't. I, I honestly thought it was going to be a lot sloppier. And you know, you did have some sloppy play. You did have some big plays, but it 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 looked like normal NFL Week One football. That's what it looked like to me. And so I'm very very excited. My Bears got the dub, even though it it took them. Um, a damn near miracle and Detroit Lions collapsing for that to happen. But Mitch threw three touchdowns, so I can't get too, too upset. He he did all right for a week. I don't know how he's going to do this week, but he did all right for a week. So. Yeah, my, my, uh, my Falcons, they, they disappointed me this week. I, I had higher hopes. Um, I'm honestly like I, – I You also played a team that might be playing for a Super Bowl. So Yeah, and but that's the thing. Like, coming into the season – it, it may be the East Coast bias, the West Coast bias thing. I, I, I wasn't really thinking about the Seahawks as Super Bowl contenders. Oh yeah, but they're a top five team in the league. But that I'm, I'm just not thinking about them like that. Right. Like that. I know they're good, but I'm not thinking about them. Especially as, if Russ is putting up 340 passing yards a game. Yeah. Plus, who's going to stop that? that he's getting, man, Sierra. <laughs> he, man. Sierra doing something to that man. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, anyways, yeah. My Falcons, they, they, they take a thumping. Um, but, I mean, Matty Ice, I, people people will disagree with me, and people can disagree all they want to. Fourth best quarterback in the division. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Sorry. 
Cover your, cover your children's ears. No. I mean, come on. It's, oh. it's, really, it's really not even that close, man. Fourth best quarterback in the division. Come on, man. You got Drew and Tom. They're by themselves. <laughs> they're by themselves. Man. Teddy Two-Tap. I mean, come on now. Teddy Two-Tap. Okay. Fourth um, best quarterback in the division. Fourth, the only quarterback that threw over 400 yards this past week. <laughs> One interception, two touchdowns. Uh, Matt Ryan, my boy. Number two. On the field, but number one in your heart, Matt Ryan, Matty Ice. Okay. Hey. He, he. Look, I will say this. You guys got studs on the outside, though. And, um, and Julio and Calvin Ridley, studs. And then, you know, if Todd Gurley can stay healthy. It, man, I, I was really hoping to pick up Todd Gurley. I, I, I have a – now that he's back in Georgia, um, play, playing where he played college football at, mm-hmm. I, I think – He's really gonna pop off a, a two five two boy. Yeah, Todd Gurley. Yep. Wow, a two five two guy that we're getting to mention on the podcast. Unfortunately, he uh, he didn't spend time at ECU, but he, he's from the area, so we'll we'll give him a shout out. But yeah, yeah, he was he was a, a highly regarded as a recruit, so I don't think he was gonna <laughs> spend his Saturdays in in Greenville. But yeah, well, hey, we, we got we got some we got some good recruits coming in. Now. Oh yeah, um, but anyways. Yeah, I mean, the football season to me, I, I didn't get to watch as much as I would like to have watched. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, I went, to, I had a tea time at two o'clock. I played Ironwood right. on Sunday, so um, I, I didn't get to do everything that I wanted to do. But um, still, I listened to that. Uh, I, I listened to that New Orleans, Tampa Bay game on my way back from from Greenville, and um, partially because I had, I have Alvin Kamara in, in fantasy. And, at first, he started off kind of slow, but then I, I looked at halftime. He had 18 points in fantasy, yeah. and I was like, "All right, this is going to be pretty good." And then he ended up only not doing anything really in the second half. So, um, Artie, how, how's your fantasy team looking? You know that 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 old saying, "It was all good just a week ago." <laughs> it was all look. I'm one zero. I, I I still won my my matchup. See, but that, that, that's what pisses me off. I had the fourth highest points in our league, and, and you I still lost. lost. Yeah, yeah, because I had. Le'Veon Bell and Marlon Mack both get put on the IR. Marlon Mack's done for the season. Le'Veon's probably out for three weeks. And I was really banking on those two running backs, putting up some points for me. I've still got Dalvin Cook. I've still got Jarvis Landry and Allen Robinson. I got Lamar Jackson. So, I mean, my, 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 team is, my team's all right. I still got the Bills defense, but probably the best defense in fantasy yeah. outside of the 49ers. So, my team's all right, but – that running back position, that that second running back position, I'm really gonna have to. You know who really surprised find something. Who really surprised me, and I, I shouldn't even say surprised me. I mean, guy was a top five pick, Chase Hayden, and that Washington defense. Mm-hmm. That 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 was big. You know, you talking about Chase Young? Chase Young. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking Chase Chase Hayden uh, from ECU. Sorry, my guy. My bad. <laughs> uh, Chase Young. Wow. Um, so I mean, I went out and actually I picked up uh, Washington's football, Washington the Washington football team defense. Yeah. Uh, for for week two, so hopefully hopefully they'll help me uh, get a dub this this week. Me and the guy I'm playing, we're we're, we're pretty tight. We're we're at one twenty one apiece. Like he's got a decent squad. Yeah, but I, I I'm excited about mine, man. I, I mean, I got so I just traded for Nick Chubb. I, I just fleeced a guy in our, our league. I just fleeced. I him. should veto that damn trade. It's a, it's a fair trade. <laughs> it's not a fair trade. He he. It's not. T- look, to it. 
Tell the people what you traded. So I gave up Singletary, so Devin Singletary, and Preston Williams. Nobody even knows who Preston Williams is, he's like, Jared. He's like Nobody knows who that is. The third wide receiver on the Dolphins. The, I was looking on the at, Dolphins. Look, look, third. You, you know what? Now that ESPN has that IBM Watson trade sim, and thing, and who who's up? Mike Singletary or or John Singletary? Who was it? Devin Singletary. Devin Singletary. Buffalo. He's he's a decent running back. Yeah, but he's not Nick Chubb. But when you look at it this week, Singletary and Chubb are like. Our, like, Singletary is going to get, you know, 10 to 15 points. Nick Chubb's going to get, like, 25 to 30. Like, that's the difference between those two players. But, hey, all I'm saying And is, Preston Williams is going to sit on that man's bench for the rest of the season. All, all I'm saying is. It's not a fair trade. He agreed to. The, now, if, if, this was, if this was week 15 and he was already out, which he probably will be, we all know. I'm going to let it slide. As league commissioner, I'm going to let it slide because nobody else made, made hoopla about it. But if. If people came out to woodwork and say, "Yo, you can't let Jerry do this trade," I'd veto that damn trade. <laughs> Tra- trade has passed through, and we're good. Your boy is sitting happy. So my lineup starting out, starting out, man. Matt Ryan, old reliable. Then you got Alvin Kamara. Now yep. you got Nick Chubb. Then wide receivers. You got freaking Mike Evans, Adam Thielen. Tight end, Hayden Hurst, another Atlanta boy. I mean, on paper, you should at least make it to the playoffs. And then in the flex? On paper. You know who my flex is? Calvin freaking Ridley. Yeah, you should at least make it to the playoffs. And, and y'all, I got, I got a text. That's your only trade of the season. I'm vetoing any other trade. I, I got a text saying, <laughs> already, and you know this. I, I got a text saying, oh, here's how like the draft grades are. And mine was the worst damn team on there, and I was like, "This doesn't make sense." What'd you get? I got a B. I got a B minus, and I was like, "Well, most people got B plus. Like, I got, I got a B plus. Yeah, only one dude got an A. Yeah, and I was, but I was like, Some, no, somebody got a C. Somebody got a. Like, I think, I think it was a C minus. Somebody it, got a C minus. No, it said whoever it said they were like, no, this person got the worst, and I might have got a C minus. I might got a C plus. I, I got something, and I was the worst one on there. But I guarantee you. I guarantee you, I'll be sitting in the playoffs come come January. You'll come find a way to lose it, though. I'll play fantasy with you for the last four years now. Man, it, You'll find a way to lose if, it. If I can stay healthy, <laughs> if my team can stay healthy, we'll, we'll be good. We'll, we'll be just fine. Uh, Le'Veon, come back healthy, man. I need you healthy. All, all I'm saying is, Mike, take care of your, take care of your hamstring. But let's, uh, let's catch some footballs and Tom – don't be a little bitch. Um, third best quarterback in the league, or in the in the division, Tom Brady. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, he might be. I mean, yeah, it, it's no brainer. I, if you argued with me that Breeze is better than Matt Ryan, Breeze is better than Matt Ryan. I, I, I will I will concede that that might be true. Career wise, stat wise. Don't don't give me that. That wise. Who's got a ring? He's he's, he's got literally one. got a ring. Matt got Ryan one. has zero. He led to the greatest choke job in Super Bowl history. Right. That that was Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan was, screwed that up. Matt Ryan was starting quarterback. It's called an audible. Shanahan. Nah, Shanahan. We're not but, going with this, right. bro. We're up twenty-eight to three. We're gonna. I'm not throwing the ball to Julio. We're gonna pound the rock. Yeah. Well. <laughs>
That's yeah. That's, we got Devonte Freeman. We're that, gonna pound the rock. That's, that's neither here nor there. We're not talking about it. Talking about Matt Ryan's got a better career than Drew Brees. You smoking crack? I mean, Matt Ryan still has time in his career. Drew Brees, his career is gonna be coming up soon. He's got maybe, Matt Ryan's not getting seventy thousand passing yards in his career. He's not getting to seventy thousand. You don't. You don't think he so. can what, get sixty five? What's he at now? Keep talking. Keep talking. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna check Matt Ryan's. Because Drew stats. Brees is sitting at like. It might even be 75. Drew Brees might be sitting at like 75K career pass. He's, he is the all-time passing leader. He's in the top three or four in touchdowns. What are you talking? All right. Matt Ryan right now is sitting at 51,000, almost 52. Now, where's Drew Brees? Drew Brees has also had a longer career. Yeah, but it's not like Matt Ryan's 26. He's in his 30s. Let's see. All right, so Drew Brees is sitting at 77,000. 77,000. But this is his 20th year. We're talking year. about 26,000 yards. This is his 20th year. And this is Matt Ryan's, what, 10th or 11th? This is Matt Ryan's 12th. 12th? This is his 12th. He, he Drew Brees hasn't been playing for 20 years. Yeah, he, he started in 2001, so 19th. Okay, okay, okay. And Either way. And just looking at it, I mean, there's been a – Matt Ryan has been consistent. Matt Ryan's a good quarterback. I just – I cannot put him over Drew Brees. He hasn't done enough to put him over Drew Brees. He hasn't. He has not but done enough to put him over Drew Brees. He also has built around him. When Drew was in San Diego, he didn't have a damn team. When Drew was in New Orleans those first couple of years after Katrina, they didn't have a damn team. When, when did they win the Super Bowl? They won the Super Bowl. 2009. 2006, they suck. 2007, they suck. 2008, okay. you're right. 2006, I mean, yeah, but still, he was throwing for 4,400 yards. He threw for 5,000 in 2008. And Back then, when he didn't really have nobody. But he now, was still but a stud. You want, you want to talk about on the downs, downswing? He's he's throwing for, he hasn't thrown for 4,000 yards in two years. Oh, he threw for like 3,800-something? Like. <laughs> I, I say that, but in 2018, he threw for 3,992. <laughs> what are we talking about here? But 2019, he threw for he, – he, granted, he was hurt. He, he threw for almost 3,000. Look, I like Matt Ryan. He's just not better than Drew Brees. Is he better than Tom right now? Yes, he's better than Tom yeah, right I mean, now. Look, When you look back at their careers, when everything's all said and done – Who's gonna say you're gonna say Tom Brady had the better better career? You, but yes, no, that's not even close. Yeah, yeah, he's got six. It's not even close. This man, I mean, this man's arguably the greatest quarterback of all time. It's not even close. But right now, yes, Matt Ryan is a. I'd rather have Matt Ryan than Tom Brady. Yeah, right now, yes. And then you got Kurt Binkert backing up on uh on the Falcons bench. Uh, Kurt Binkert, uh, probably, I would say one of the best uh, backup quarterbacks in the division too. Former ECU Speaking of the NFL, how you feel about Minshew Mania, man? Man. I mean, I know he only spent like two weeks in Greenville, but. This man, this I mean, this guy was trying to break his arm to get out of ECU. He really didn't want to be in he, Greenville. He did not want to be in Greenville. But, hey, he's a he's a pirate all the same. Minshew, if you're listening, by all means, let me know. We'll, we'll bring you on the podcast. We can talk about it. We, we, can, uh, we, we can discuss the stash. Maybe I'll grow up. Here, here's the thing. If Gardner Minshew comes on the podcast, I'll grow out a mustache and rock it for six months. <laughs> Somebody, if you have connections with Gardner Minshew, get in contact with that man and let him know. I'll, I'll, I'll happily do it. He, 
you know who might who we could probably get uh, to help us out. Uh, we, who who do we have on? We had somebody that worked for the the, the Jaguars. He could probably help us out. I can't remember. Man, we're getting old. We're getting. We're getting <laughs> too deep into this. I can't remember. But yeah. Anyways, Minshew, come on the podcast. I'll grow out a mustache. We'll, we'll talk about it. We'll talk. Absolutely. We'll talk about how uh, how your feelings got hurt and how you had to lie about going to Alabama and then go to go to Washington State. We'll, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. All right. <laughs> um, but yeah. Moving on. Moving on. Artie, uh, we're we're now like fifteen. Tw- we're twenty one minutes into the podcast. And we haven't even talked about ECU football. ECU football is kicking off, guys. We're recording on Thursday, so we're nine days away. Um, really, actually, almost nine days evenly. Because mm-hmm. today is, what, the 2017th? Or it's the 17th? Jeez, I'm all over the place. Come on, Jerry, get it together. So we are nine days away evenly because we're recording right now. I'm saying these words at 11.55, and we have... A noon kickoff on September 26th. Artie, how you feeling about that, man? I, I don't like the noon. I, you know I hate noon kickoffs. And especially that we're playing the 14th ranked team in the country. I, I felt like that should have been a mid-afternoon game. Definitely not a night game. I, I knew we weren't getting a night slot. Um, but, I mean, the night games right now this season, night games don't mean shit. But, you know, they're still – the SEC's not playing until next week. Um, the Big Ten's not playing until mid-October or the end of October. Um, oh, we're going to talk about that. And yeah, we're, yeah, we're going to get into the Big Ten. Um, so, tuned. right now it's still just, you know, your main conferences right now are still just the ACC, the Big 12, uh, and the American. Those are your three big ones. And so, for us to only have a noon kickoff – you against got, UCF, which is a team that a lot of people think could surprise and maybe get into a New Year's Six Bowl, you'd think that we'd have, you know, two, three, maybe even a four o'clock mid-afternoon kickoff slot. Um, and maybe even on ESPNU. I thought, I thought we'd be on ESPNU or on ESPN+. Plus. I mean, you, got, you got Tulsa playing on ESPN2. Tulsa. Tulsa. Against three thirty. Uh, I don't even know. You know like, and, and we're on ESPN+. Plus. Yeah. So you have that, that's a subscription, that's a paid service. You have to pay for that. You can't just have regular cable. So um, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't. I don't really like it. I don't really agree with it. But it is what it is. That's what we have. It's a noon kickoff against UCF in the Fick. Um and I'm looking forward to it. Absolutely looking forward to it. Yeah, I am too. I mean, no matter what we say, and um, Tulsa plays Arkansas State that day at three thirty on ESPN two. On ESPN, they went with that. That, that's the game. That's that's the money maker that's gonna make ESPN two. That, that's the game they went with. Okay. Doesn't make much sense to me, but okay. Oh well. um, which I mean, Tulsa could wise up and beat Oklahoma State this weekend. They play Oklahoma State. Maybe that's what they're looking forward to. That's not happening. It's not gonna happen, but who knows? <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, the season's gonna be different. I don't care what time we play. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times you're. The game time, the time of the day that the game plays, a lot of times you're you're thinking about that as far as a mentality standpoint for the teams trying to get amped up. Mm-hmm. Well, that's usually brought to you by having fans in the stands, and and that that's usually why fans bicker and talk about about the game times and, and start times, kickoffs. Well, 
there's no fans. So this year, I, I don't think it plays as much of a of a deal. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's as huge of a deal. But it is messed up that we are playing on ESPN Plus. We should definitely be on ESPN U, maybe even ESPN Two. I mean, this is a top fifteen team. You've got, I know it's on CBS, but you've got App State playing Marshall. And look, that that game should be televised, and that should be a mid afternoon game. But what I'm saying is, you've got UCF because App State is also ranked, right? Which that's um, I, look. I, I, I'm, I'm, belt, but I'm, I'm not going to disrespect App State. They win. It'd be one thing if they weren't. They win, and they win ten plus games pretty much every year. They beat so, Charlotte. I know, but they win. Uh, the same Charlotte. They team win. Just canceled. <laughs> I can't say Charlotte, too many bad things about them because they win. Charlotte literally just canceled their game literally two hours ago um, against UNC this weekend. So, mm-hmm. and UNC is now probably going to bump up in the standings. That's oh, I did not know they, they canceled. Yeah, that game, that I mean, breaking news, we're breaking news on a podcast. This happened two hours ago. UNC Charlotte, too many COVID positives or... Wow. Not, not positives, I shouldn't say, but they had um, they, they had too many contact tracing. Mm-hmm. Too much contact tracing going back to their football team. And, yeah, they are not playing this weekend. Mm. So, they were supposed to travel to Chapel Hill. That's not going to happen. Um, after taking a – after I thought they were going to win that game. I thought Charlotte was going to win that App State game. No. Going in going into halftime, that game was close. I, I thought Charlotte might have a chance coming out of halftime. No. <laughs> I, never, I, was, I was never giving Charlotte a chance. But I mean, look, they are a good program on the rise, but they're not. They're not with the app states of the world just yet. But all I'm saying is, I would rather, and it's biased, but East, to me, ECU and UCF is a better is a is a better product than Marshall App State. To me, that it just is nationally. Yes. Nationally, it is nationally. Mm-hmm. These are two nationally known programs. I'm Regional sure. might be you know a little tit for tat, but nationally, yes. Yeah. So. Yeah, that, that, that's what I have to say about it. Um, it you're going to have these things go on, and we, we try to predict game times and um, what was going on with, with the season, but we're we're not doing that now. Um, I, I would like to ask, what led to the decision of only having the parents of juniors and seniors come to the games? Like, is it is it freshmen and sophomores, they don't, they don't matter? Well, no. <laughs> you, you've got a – I'm not gonna get. I'm not gonna get political. All I'm gonna say is you've got a fifty thousand capacity stadium mm-hmm. that you can't have more than fifty people in. With you can't have more than fifty people. We, in we a talked 50, about this last thousand week seat stadium. Yeah, the the governor's office struck down. Well, see, I, I I thought they weren't allowing anybody. At first, they in, weren't in the going stands. to, but. You can have 50 people gathered outside. So they're going to space these people out. Literally, one in ev- they're going to put one person in every damn section. It's going to look like ants. Why? 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 You could literally put a whole section of ECU parents, of, of the parents and, and of the football players, in one section and socially distance. In a fifty, it's a I believe it's a fifty-two thousand seat stadium. And we right did now. we did talk about this last week, but it's there can't be no more than three hundred parents, right? Exactly. There can't be no more than 300, 300 parents. No more, because how, how many people we have on, 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 on the team? You got about one twenty on on the team. 
Okay. And so if you have two per, yeah, that's two hundred forty. It can't be no more than three hundred. <laughs> it can't be no more than three hundred. So you mean, you're telling me you can't evenly spread three hundred people out in a fifty thousand seat stadium? It's, it's the administration. That this we is have absurd. In, in and I, I mean, I, I try not to get political on here, but yeah, that it, it's absurd. And this is one that like. And you're telling juniors and seniors' parents that, yeah, you could come, but the freshmen and sophomores, no, y'all don't matter. That's, you're basically and, saying y'all don't matter. And that, it, it was a question that was asked because, I mean, that's that's what App State did. That's what UNC is doing. Other than, you know, Roy Williams was in, at the stadium in the game last week, which, yeah, nobody's going to say anything about that, but he was there. Um, you're, you're, you mean to tell me – Cooper? Yeah. You no, said Williams. No, Roy Williams was at the UNC game last week. Oh, okay, 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 okay. But, okay. like – they can't fit enough of the parents in the in the stadium. They they can get Roy Williams in the stadium, but they can't get the parents of the athletes playing. Well, Roy Roy Williams is UNC. That, that's beside the fact. He's it, ro- royalty. UNC royalty. It just that's, it that's just what goes I was and show, it just goes to show the hypocrisy that's going on in in the world right now. And I won't go into much more detail about it, but every university. Tried to get more people. Tried to have a waiver. You you can have people at at protests at rallies. I mean, whether it's a protest or a political rally, you can have more than fifty people there mm-hmm. with no social distancing. But you talk about a football game in a fifty thousand seat stadium. You where you can space people out mm-hmm. six feet apart. Hell, you could literally probably give everybody four tickets, every football player four tickets, and space out plenty throughout the whole stadium. The only problem is, is, and the one thing I can see is, you've got fans that, or you've got people that are going to have to work that. You're going to have to have more people working for that. But it's absurd. It's absurd. That's all I'm going to say. It's absurd. But with that, Artie, I say, let's leave it on that. We'll go into our interview with Alex Turner. Um, That way I can calm down a little bit. (laughs) Let's get into this interview. All right. Here's our interview with Alex Turner, former defensive tackle for your East Carolina Pirates. This guest, uh, he's a four-year starter at East Carolina University, former four-year starter at ECU on the football team. He, uh, I mean, he's probably one of the smartest guys that have ever come through ECU athletics and come through uh, ECU football for sure. He's a three-time American Athletic Conference All-Academic Team Award winner, a four-time ECU Director of Athletics Honor Roll selection. Um, He's had that four times. Additionally, he was awarded an ECU Spring Undergrad Research and Creativity Award for his research examining prostatic radiation and bladder function. Uh, he, he played four years at ECU, started on the uh, defensive line. Our guest, he needs no further introduction. Alex Turner, how's it going, Alex? It's going great. How y'all doing? Good, good. Doing real good. Yeah, thanks for having me. Absolutely. The pleasure is all ours. And, uh, yeah, thank you for joining us. We're, we're really excited. So, kind of wanted to get it kicked off. You, you came to ECU out of Houston, Texas. I know your, your dad and, and your grandfather, they, they both played collegiate football. Um, what was that transition like coming from Houston to, to coming to Greenville, North Carolina? 
it was like going to a completely different place <laughs> honestly um i've it's about it's about a thousand miles away from home and it's just like how it sounds it's i really kind of had to start over once i got to north carolina just because um i didn't know anyone in the on the east coast i hadn't um i hadn't traveled to the east coast very much throughout my life so just kind of transitioning and having to buy every actually when we um left we flew to, um we flew to um, north carolina and we kind of ended up buying everything there yeah and that's that's kind of how we ended up having all of our stuff and i remember first moving in the dorm thinking wow this is not like texas <laughs> <laughs> and um not necessarily a bad thing but just kind of it was it was a cool fresh start and i think a lot of kids coming out of high school need to go somewhere they're not exactly comfortable with or go out of state because you do gain a whole new experience from it and it's a fresh start for everyone. Now, Alex, why specifically ECU? Like, what, what, what was it about ECU that stood out to you and you said, okay, this is where I have to go to school? For me, it was a place that wanted to give me a true shot and that really genuinely thought that I could play Division One football. I had always had a dream of playing Division One football in, um, in college athletics. And ECU was the only Division One school that really seemed that they wanted me and were willing to offer me a shot to go there. Yeah, and you you came in, so you you were. Correct me if I was if I'm wrong. You're probably being recruited by Coach McNeil, and then did did Scotty Scotty Mo finish that off? Your your class of 2016, right? Yeah, I actually was being recruited by Coach Mo. Um, okay. Yeah, it's actually funny. I didn't get my offer until I didn't get my offer from ECU or I didn't hear from ECU until about two weeks before signing day. Oh, wow. And I hadn't really, I had no idea what I was going to do at that point. At first I had, um, I was going to take a preferred walk on at Texas A&M, but then um, ECU came in that followed came in two weeks before and coach Thompson the defensive coordinator at the time he had been re recruiting me for Vanderbilt but then he um he told me that they were not offering any more kids and then I heard from him again two weeks before and he was like I'm at ECU now would you be interested and you never say no when it comes yeah, to recruiting yeah. you never say no so I was like yeah of course and I just kind of um checked it out and then he actually came for a visit that same um, week, he came for a visit at my school. I, then I um, met with him, and then he came for a visit that Thursday night. And that night, he offered me and asked if I'd fly out that Friday, the next morning. Oh wow! So then, I, so then I flew out on my official visit. I flew out to North Carolina by myself, so I went on my official visit by myself. So um, it was also my first plane ride by myself. So there was a lot of firsts in that in that small span of time. So then. Um, I ended up flying in and I just, I love the environment. I thought the campus was really nice. I thought the atmosphere was great. And I just, I really respected uh, Coach Mo for taking a shot on me because at the time I wasn't, I didn't have any stars. I didn't have really a rank. I didn't have anything like that. For me, it kind of seemed like I was a shot in the dark. Kind of just like, he seems like a good kid. Like we'll give him a shot. and. In life, that's all I really wanted from anyone is just a shot to prove myself.
Yeah, and, it, and it I was just really thankful for that. Yeah, it de it definitely worked out. I know for for ECU athletics taking a shot on you, and and we're, we're glad that you're a pirate. Now, Artie, you, you had a question? Yeah, I was just gonna say, Alex, you're you're a defensive guy, um, and even though you were a standout on the, on the on the defense, the defense as a whole has kind of struggled the last few years. What do you think it's gonna take to get that defense back on the right track? I think a lot of it has to do with just like the consistency. I think for um, the biggest issue with ECU has been like the consistency with um, a good, like a consistent coaching staff and right. a consistent defense. I mean, it's, I mean, obviously I might be kind of, a, I'm not to toot my own horn, but I'm, I'm kind of a um, cerebral guy. I'm kind of a smart guy. So I can pick up a defense pretty fast and mm. I have some football intelligence behind me, but um, it's hard when a new defense is thrown in year after year i had four mm. defensive coordinators and four right. d-line coaches in four years wow. it's hard for players and i know my teammates and even me it's hard to pick up a new defense every single year and have to be like all right like let's go like this is the new defense now new dc new way of playing new position new techniques go like you have to do mentality. it yeah and um it's hard for i mean if that's the name of the game it's a business at the end of the day but it's, I know it's hard to really build a foundational defense when it's continuously changing. I didn't even think about it from that perspective that we've had that many yeah. defensive coordinators over the years. I mean, of course, it's been hard for kids to kind of be consistent when there's a new face or there's a new scheme coming up every every year. So, yeah, and and hopefully, friend of the podcast. Uh, so, Alex, if you don't know, now that you've joined the podcast and, and come on, you're, you're now a friend of the podcast. You were already one, but. Now, yeah. now we'll now we'll say it out loud. But friend of the podcast, uh, Blake Carroll, uh, I have a feeling he's really going to turn it around this year. Hopefully, uh, make some moves in the right direction. And that that kind of leads me into my next question, Alex. Have you have you talked to any of the the current guys, the guys that are still on the team, about what they're doing or or how how uh, that new install has been going? Yeah, I actually um, I keep in contact with a couple of the guys in the defense, and they're loving it. They really. It's funny. A lot of them have came back and been like, hey, you would have loved this defense. You would have enjoyed it. It's a great, it's just a, it's a great solid defense with a good foundation. They're, they've got a lot of movement. They're like, it's a quick defense, but they stick to their basics and the formation alignments. They stick to gap control defense. They have good zone protection, man on man coverage. It's just, it's a good sound defense. And a lot of the guys talking to them, they're excited. And I think that's, that's a big part of it too. If your defense is excited about playing your defense, I mean, they're going to go full force. I mean, that's, that's the job of any player, but it's just that extra, extra oomph when you really enjoy the defense you're playing. I think that's gonna, it's going to be really good this year. Now, Alex kind of, kind of switching gears here. Cause like you said earlier, you're a really smart guy who double majored in neuroscience and psychology, correct? Yes, sir. So what what exactly do you want to do with those those two majors? Uh, so with those two majors, I actually want to go to med school and I want to go into um, surgery. And I'm gotcha. thinking either neurosurgery or orthopedic. I've always been um, really interested in neurosurgery and just I really would like to specialize in if I went in neurosurgery, I like to specialize in trauma and then a spinal. Wow. Wow. Yeah, that's, I mean, that that's one of those things that, I mean, I know Artie and I, we, we were talking, we were talking about, about you before, when we, before we started recording today. 
And I was like, Artie, what did we do wrong? Like, yeah. <laughs> this man, this man was starting on the football team. Yeah. Like, he was, he was doing everything right. Like, he had, at one point, you had, I know you had like a 3.6 GPA. Like, mine yeah. wasn't anywhere near that at that time. And then, I mean, also, you're, you're double majoring. I only right. had one. And, and, I was, and yeah. I was also saying, you know, it, you don't hear this a lot from receivers or running backs or quarterbacks. It's always the linemen that are like just super smart guys that are like go on yeah. there, be lawyers, doctors, judges, whatever. So that's that's really. <laughs> I awesome think people forget that. Yeah, yeah, I think people forget how smart the uh, D line and O line is. I mean, yeah. we don't we don't get the most credit. Obviously, D line gets more credit than the O line, but there are some smart dudes. It's a it's a very. Um, I think a lot of people who don't maybe know hundred percent the game of football don't understand how smart you have to actually be to sometimes play on the line because especially I give my credit to a lot of our O-linemen. There's so many checks. There's, there's calls. They have to check for the mic linebacker. Mm -hmm. They have to make sure they're checking for the blitz. The center has a bunch of calls, realignments. He has to communicate with the quarterback. I don't think people give them enough credit all the time because it is a, it is a, you have to be a very aware while you're playing in the position that they are. Oh yeah. Yeah, I think part of that, a lot of people think of them, okay, these are the guys that literally every play is like a car crash, right? Yeah. So they're thinking about, okay, these guys are the guys that are really going in and smashing heads. Mm -hmm. Yeah. These are also the guys that are the smartest guys out right. there. Right, not thinking of them as the enlightened <laughs> ones on the, on the team. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, but yeah, we're, we're, proud to, we're proud to have some big nasties that are, that are doing some great things on and off the field. So um, that, all, that always kind of – this is a question I always like to ask, um, especially when we have a, a recent former player on, on the podcast. What did ECU – so when you came to ECU, I mean, you came in not really knowing much about Greenwood, not knowing much about, about being a Pirate. Now that you've gone through, you've spent four years in Greenville, you've spent four years at ECU, what, how has that set you up to be successful in life? I have to say Greenville for me was one of the most diverse and just kind of mind-altering places I've been. And I say that because just so the, the amount of diversity I've experienced while being in Greenville and the amount of con constant change. I mean, I talk about it a lot now, but just like the... I mean, the four D-line coaches, the four DCs, the two strength staffs, the two head coaches. I mean, just a constant ebb and flow of changing the people I'm interacting with, having to change my mentality for whoever I meet. And a lot of times I've met a lot of guys from different places and I might not necessarily believe what they believe, but it's like a job you, I mean, if you want to, if you want to get paid or you want to, you want to play, you got to do what the boss says. Yep. And it's, it's sometimes one of the things where you just kind of, kind of strap in and, and go. And, and I know y'all were, uh, y'all were joking about earlier how um, you were asking like, what did y'all do wrong? And I think <laughs> for me personally, I did like too much sometimes because um, yeah. just kind of being able to learn how to space myself out efficiently but not where it was detrimental to my success in any of the fields I think that is one of the best lessons I could have taken from that because I was spread so thinly but I was also able to be productive 
I think that's one of the most important lessons I learned while being there and having to um, be a part of so many different organizations and contribute as much as I could. I think that it set me up in the future. Um, for me, I think it set me up for for um, in the medical field and um, in healthcare because I think I learned a lot of tools that will help me be really successful in that. Yeah, and I, I mean, I, I was, I was pretty involved in, in school. I mean, I, I was doing. I think I was just spending more time than you were at PBS and Five Nineteen. I was doing some. Yeah. I was, I was doing some late night extracurriculars. You were doing all <laughs> yeah. yours during the day. Uh, yeah. <laughs> But um, Artie, you, you had a question. No, what what would you say, whether it's game or whether it's just a fond memory? What's what's your greatest memory at at East Carolina? Uh, it'd have to be beating UNC. Yeah, that's uh, my junior yeah. year beating UNC. That was fun. Um, there's a um, there's actually there's a picture that we took that they took of us celebrating in the locker room after we beat UNC and. I look at that picture all the time and just the the guys we had in that in that on that team at the time and just like the camaraderie and the brotherhood we had and how close we all were it just was a great moment plus we beat UNC we beat the crap out of UNC <laughs> yeah. I don't, don't want to say that ass. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah I don't want to go I don't want to go that far because I did apply there for med school so I don't want to like, <laughs> I don't want to <laughs> my, my 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 wife went to UNC, so I, I'll, I'll take all the brunt from that. Okay, <laughs> that's okay. Yeah, but um, that have to be my, my favorite memory. Okay, so a- after after you beat UNC, you 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 talk about like those memories, and um, I, I kind of want to know like seeing seeing the transition from Scotty M- Montgomery into Mike Houston last year, um. What what was that? What was that transition like? Knowing that Scotty Montgomery was the one that brought you in and gave you this opportunity. Uh, in the beginning, it was. I mean, it was hard. Obviously, it's when you've been with someone for three years, and quite honestly, they're the reason that you're at ECU in the first place, and they're the reason I got the opportunity. It was. Um, there was a lot of. Um, there was a lot of emotions the day that um, he came and told us in the in the um, in the team room. It was hard for a lot of us because for we were for a lot of us we were his first recruiting class and we were now juniors. And to hear him say that he's being let go and be, it's then the program's moving on, it was a hard thing to hear for us. But um, I think I think a lot of people we're also very interested for a new change just because change isn't always a bad thing. And I think when coach Houston came in, he just brought something maybe different to the table. Coach Mo, I mean, did as much as he could for the program at the end of the day, the results were the results, but you have to move on from that. And I think coach Houston has a great streak and just a lot of like good history of changing programs like ECU. And I think that was a good choice. I think he was a great choice to bring into ECU because I think a lot of the schools he's been to have been in similar situations to, um, to us. And I think that like from the moment he walked in, he's just one of those guys you can tell he just, he commands respect. 
it's like you have to respect the guy when he walks into a room and that's just that's just by the way he carries himself by the way he talks and it's just, it's a, just a different aura everyone has a different aura he just has a, a different personality yeah and we've got that from talking to him uh, here recently that he, he he's got he's just built differently like like, yeah. a lot of the guys, like like a lot of the guys that come through ECU but or or join the staff here you yeah. you have to be to to come to Greenville and, and to work for ECU and to to do that to be a fan even you, you have to be built different um yeah. I, I always I've always said that since since coming to ECU so um I, I've got we've got one more question that we like to ask <laughs> of hardest question this will be the hardest question we ask interview. okay so yeah. um let's say Next time uh, you come to town, say you get into UNC and, and UNC uh, is playing at ECU and ECU once again beats that butt, all right? Uh, <laughs> they, uh, you want to celebrate with some of your buddies, some of the buddies that are in town. You go, you go out to eat after the game. You go to Sup Dogs, all right? Yeah. Great establishment, I'm guessing you've been. Yeah. Probably, probably multiple times. <laughs> of course. Yeah, yeah. Has to, have to. <laughs> so let me know. You go. You go to Sup Dogs. What's your order? Ooh, I already know. I'm getting. <laughs> um, I'm getting that. Um, the bacon fried uh, cheeseburger. World class yes, bacon cheeseburger. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. Yes, sir. And then, and then I'm either gonna get. Um, if I'm splurging, I'm gonna get the pizza. I'm gonna get the pizza tots. Oh, I ooh, forgot about those, the pizza tots. Those, that's a good those one. are so good. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that's a tots. that's a boneyard podcast first that we've had someone. That is a first. Tots. Yeah, I completely really? forgot about the pizza tots. That's slacking. Wow, yeah. <laughs> those, are, those are some of the best there is. Really, I love those. Oh yeah, that wow. was a great answer. That, 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 that's a <laughs> yeah because you. Then you get you get the you get the best of both worlds. You get the bacon cheese fries mm-hmm. on the burger, yeah, burger, right? And then you get the pizza tots. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you can't beat it. Yeah. Well, best. Alex, uh, I wanted to thank you again for joining us on the Boneyard Podcast this week. Um, we 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 know that you're doing a lot of great things. Um, now that you're out of college and and going into the into the uh, quote unquote real world, and we want to <laughs> um, we want to give you um, as as much. Um, I'm trying to think of the word because you're so smart. You, you're like you're like a dictionary to me. But um, we 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 want to um, wish you the best. We want to wish you as much luck as as possible and um, absolutely best of success to you. That that's what my my dad always tells me. He, he never tells me good luck. He tells me best of success because mm-hmm. he says you. 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 Can you hear us? Yeah, I, I can hear you now. It was, it was funny because it said, like, it says, it says, it says, it says, it says, it says that, it said that for, like, ten times, but no, I can hear you now. <laughs> well, that's okay, because I'm using it anyway. Yeah, so. this happens every once in a while, but I'll, what, I'll, what I'll say is uh, we, we want to wish you the best of luck um, going, going forward. Um, Absolutely. We, we know that everything that you're doing, you're, you're doing a lot of great things, but um, we, we know the best is yet to come. And uh, keep repping that purple and gold, and and uh, yeah, best of luck to you, best of success. All right, for sure. I I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me on here. Yeah, the, take it easy, Alex. Take it easier. Yeah. The pleasure's all ours. All right. All right. Y'all have a great rest of your day. You too. All right. Bye.
Once again, we wanted to thank our, our guest this week, Alex Turner, um, for coming on the Boneyard Podcast. Uh, Artie, uh, how, how did you think that conversation went? What, what were your thoughts? Oh, I mean, that was, that was really good. Um, you know, just, just to hear from him. Like, you know, we, we had joked, but, you know, a lot of people take for granted, you know, the quote-unquote big uglies. And, and, you know, everybody thinks that they're just really big, tough guys, and they just want to fight all the time. And they just want to you know, hit, you know, knock heads. But these guys are really the smartest guys on the team. These these are the guys that go on to, you know, actually – and I'm not saying the others don't, but, you know, these guys really double major and get their doctorates. These and, are the guys you see the most – like, you see it out of the most. And they, and they really make an impact in their communities too. So they, these are the guys – I mean, nobody in the NFL – you don't have many people other than quarterbacks that are going in and going to have 20-year careers. Right. You, you may have a running back every once in a while have a 15-year career. Maybe. And that's rare. Rare. And yet you got to be an all-time great. And, and same with same with wide receivers. The, some of those skill guys, you'll have it every once in a while. Mm-hmm. But it's rare. Well, these guys, you think about their, the, the life span of their career. It's about eight years. That, and that's being generous. Yes, but about eight years. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you, if you make it six years in the NFL mm-hmm. and have played like a good starting career in the NFL, and you make it six, six and a half years – as a O lineman or a D lineman, you you put in a pretty good day's work. You mm-hmm. put in a you put in a career's worth of work. Um, so, but yeah, just just very excited to see that you know he chose to you know double major in neuroscience and psychology. Something I would have been terrified to major in. Um, maybe not so much psychology. I like I like psychology, but neuroscience. Yeah. No, 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 you can have that. Um, but I, you know, excited to see what 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 he does moving forward with those uh, with those majors. And it was interesting to hear him talk a little bit more about time management. I mean, it's something that, that – that's one of the skills since I've been in the job world and, and seeing – I mean, when I came out of college, I had no time management. Mm-hmm. I had I, I didn't understand how to manage my time wisely. So I had to figure out how to do that. And I, at one point, somebody sat me down, and this is what I do today, and this kind of going off. But, I mean, I put down everything I have in a calendar. And knowing that he had the wherewithal to be able to manage his time wisely while yeah. being a double major, while doing lab work and doing and, research and being a, a four-year starter and captain of the football team. And e- ECU is not like other schools. Can you imagine all the distractions he had or that he could have been a part of at East Carolina University as a starting football player? It's a lot of distractions for football guys at ECU. He didn't. He didn't really partake in any of that. So, yeah. So I. I mean, once again, kudos to Alex for all the things he's doing now and for all the things he will go on and do um, in the future. Best of luck to him. Best of success, as my as my dad always says. Um, you make your you make your own mm-hmm. luck. You 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 go for success. Um, so yeah. Shout out shout out to you, Alex. Um, we're, we're we're proud that you're you're an ECU alumni. We're proud that you're a pirate. Um. But, Artie, going forward, we, we've talked a little bit about ECU football. We've talked a little bit about some other things going on in, in the sports world. But nobody has been really talking about, you know what, college basketball. College basketball season is right around the corner, y'all. And uh, it, it's one of those things where we didn't know how it was going to work out. Mm-hmm. Nobody's really been talking about it. Everybody's been trying to figure out how is college football going to work out. Mm-hmm. Now we know. Now we know that. College basketball is going to work out by starting out on November 25th. So, um, I, I believe that's right before 
Thanksgiving this year. It's, it's literally right before Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Um, and we know where ECU is going to be playing that night, that day. They're going to be down in Florida playing in the Gulf Coast Showcase, um, which is down in Florida. I believe it's in Fort Myers, Florida. Mm-hmm. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think that's the home of Florida Gulf Coast. So Joe Dooley is going back to his old stomping grounds, just like he, when he did, came back to ECU to be the head coach again. Um, that field will include the University of Akron, Delaware, Fordham, Indiana State, Middle Tennessee State University, Omaha, and Vermont, per John Rothstein. Artie, now that we know kind of what the when we're going to start, we don't know how many games we're going to play. We don't know how, what that's going to look like. Yeah. What what are you what are your well, thoughts? Little, little little side basketball history. Uh, Indiana State's the alma mater of uh, Larry Bird, so that's kind of cool. But um, you know, I I I'm excited for it. I'm I'm you know I don't really know. If going forward, I don't really know how it's going to look, you know. But I'm excited for college basketball to come back. I don't know if it's going to be a bubble like atmosphere. I don't know if they're just going to say screw it and we'll just we're still going to travel. We're still going to you know, do our regular season gauntlet. We're still going to have our conference tournaments. I don't I don't know how any of that's going to look. I don't know if they've even gone that far yet. If, if it were up to me, what I would do, and this is just spitballing out there. So, uh, John Gilbert, we're, we're, once again, we're trying to get you on the podcast. So, if, you, if you're listening, this is what I would do. Mm-hmm. I would say, hey, let's call all the North, the North Carolina athletic directors and say, look, let's, uh, let's try to make this thing as much of a bubble as we can. Yeah. Let's play each other, but then let's also we'll still play our that'll be our non conference. Mm-hmm. We'll play the we'll play the North Carolinas, the NC States, the hopefully play the Dukes and the Wake Forests and those teams, but also then get into playing our conference yeah. teams. That way you'll you'll get some good you'll get some good matchups, and who knows it it, it would definitely help ECU. I don't, yeah. I don't know if. UNC or Duke would be up for that, but um, and of course we would be going there. They wouldn't be coming into Minji's. That we would be going to travel to. What's well, a win-win? Because you know it 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 sheds light on us. It helps with recruiting for us. Right. And then if we're being honest, it's an easy dub for them. So <laughs> if if we're being honest, if we're just being brutally honest. So now I will say, like ECU has a lot of returning returning talent coming back this year. Um, I, I think it's like. 14 athletes are coming back to ECU mm-hmm. basketball. No, we should compete this year. There, there's there's absolutely no doubt in my mind we should be very competitive and win, you know, a, a, a full slate of games. I, I'm not I'm not saying that we make it to, you know, the NCAA or the NIT. I don't think that happens. Maybe another CIT berth. Um, so, possibly NIT berth if we play our butts off. So, th- um, th- this is uh, – I, I, ju- I just pulled this up. ECU basketball, ECU men's basketball tweeted this out uh, two days ago. So – on Tuesday, there are 14 Pirates returning this season, and the numbers speak for themselves. So I'm going to go through some of the numbers, okay, Artie? You have 100% of the games started last year mm-hmm. are back this year. Yeah. Okay? I mean, Joe Dooley did clean the house last year. 97, 97.3% of the points scored last year are back this year. 96.7% of assists from last year, guess what? Back this year. 96.6% of rebounds back this year. 96% of the minutes played last year are back this year. Mm-hmm. So, 
And, and, and look, if there's one thing I've learned from this NBA bubble that I've, that I've been watching, talent doesn't beat great team basketball. If you can play great team basketball, talent doesn't really stand a chance because you are a one cohesive unit. So if I'm Joe Dooley, that's, that's the goal. It's not that you know we have to have the most talented guys. We need to play great team what, basketball. The chemistry on that court needs to be seamless. Like, what, what Joe Dooley did with, with this ECU basketball team, he sat them down. He picked out the best player on the team, Jaden Gardner, right? He picked up that best player, and he said, okay, well, we're, um, we're, we're going to build a team around you. Mm-hmm. And he basically gutted the team, cut scholarships, let let guys go and changed everything and built a team. I mean, you had Sean Williams a couple of years ago who, I mean, yeah, he might not have been the most uh, prolific academic scholar on the team, but he, he was a decent, he was a decent basketball player, mm-hmm. right? He, he wasn't, he might not have been getting it done all the time in the, in the classrooms from what I've heard, but he, I mean, he was getting the work done on, on the basketball court but then Jaden Gardner came in and stole the show. Um, so, and, that, and, and Joe Dooley knew it. And he had, he had to build a team around him, and that, that's what he did. And gone are the days where you don't know the names of, of the basketball players. You will know in the next year or two. If you don't know them already, you will know ECU basketball players' names. They're, you're going to get a stud coming out here, here in the next year or two. I can see that. I can see that. But I, and, and I will say, no matter what happens – um, and I, and I love Igo, but let's not have a 343 team tournament. I just <laughs> that, that can't happen. <laughs> hey, uh, that cannot happen. We'll, we'll, we'll raise a banner. We'll, we will raise a banner <laughs> for our third NCAA tournament appearance. Um, yeah, the first since uh, 1798 or something like that, right? <laughs> what are you talking about? I'm talking shit. Yeah. Wow. Um, but. Artie, let's. Uh, we, we've talked for for a while now. Uh, it's going to be a shorter podcast. We're right now. We're at about an hour and two minutes. Um, you, you you want to go ahead and start wrapping this thing up? Yeah. We we especially we won't say who we've got. We'll, we'll maybe we'll uh, release some people throughout the week. Next week, of, we'll throw some hints on Twitter. Yeah, we'll throw some hints out. So make sure you're following us at Boneyard Podcast on Twitter. Okay, um, and. I might try to come up with something for Instagram. I'm, I'm, Instagram is more your game. It's not my game. Yeah, I, well, we just haven't had really a chance to get a good photo yeah. <laughs> anything on Instagram. So, so um, that, that's why we post a lot of videos or pictures of us recording because mm-hmm. those are the best photos. I mean, everybody looks good with, with a microphone in front of their face. I'm not, not not everybody, but I mean, we do, but not. I, not, I, look, I, look, not, I look damn good. Not, with a not everybody <laughs> hiding this mean old mug, but. Um, Anyways, yeah, we're gonna have three guests on. Um, hopefully next week. Three. We, we've got a, we've got a finalized scheduling with one of them, but we've got two. Honestly, two of our biggest guests ever. Next week. I'm so excited. I, I texted Artie who we had. <laughs> I'm so excited. I texted Artie who was on like on the docket for next week, and this is the. Let me read you the text that I got back. Um, let's see, Artie. What what did you call us? You called us. You said, uh, let's expletive go. <laughs> um, we are the premier podcast of Pirate Nation. 
It's not even close. It's not even close. You can at me. You can you can DM me. I don't care. It's not close. Drop, drop the personal Twitter. <laughs> do, you, do you know it off the top of your head? Uh, what is my personal Twitter? Don, Don Artemis. Don Artemis. At Don Artemis. A R T E. I take M U S. I take all the smoke. So bring it my way. Yes. Um, and I would I would agree with that. So if you want to at me or follow me on Twitter, it's at Jared J A R E D underscore Shafit S H A F I T. Um, but Ari, it's time for uh some some people's favorite segment of the of the podcast. Walk the, the plank. plank. <laughs> so and th- this is. I, I enjoy this. This is one of the easiest parts to put together. Yeah. Um, Artie, you want to go first this week? Yeah, I'll go ahead. I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead. And, and mine is mine is kind of easy. This is kind of a national walk the plank. Um, and without further ado, the Los Angeles Clippers. Step up on the plank. You had a 3-1 lead. You had Kawhi Leonard. You had Paul George. You had a Hall of Fame head coach in Doc Rivers. You had Sweet Lou Williams who now gets to go back to Magic City without getting in trouble. But <laughs> what do you what do you what do you what are we doing here Clippers? It was supposed to be an all LA Western Conference Finals. Game 5 you were up double digits lost. Game 6 you were up double digits lost. Game 7 you were up I think double digits at halftime and then commenced just getting your ass whooped in the second half. Um, the Los Angeles Clippers they are what they've always been and that is the little brother of Los Angeles, and that, <laughs> and I cannot say anything else other than that was a choke job. Like we say that a lot, but they choked. And they until choked. proven otherwise, you guys will always be the little brother to the Los Angeles Lakers. So Clippers walk the damn plank. Wow, 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 wow. Okay, yeah, I don't know how. I feel <laughs> so let me, and we we can talk a little bit about what my walk the plank also. Mm-hmm. Because we, we haven't touched on it yet. I like yours, though. Mine, mine's different. Mine's different this week. Mine, so back in mid-early August, you had several of the football conferences say, you know what, we're going to play. We're going we're gonna to make it work. The American Athletic Conference is one of those. The SEC, one of those. Mm-hmm. The ACC. One of those. The Big 12, also one of those. So, um, y- you have all of that, and that, that's saying that they're going to go out and play. They, they don't care. They, they trust themselves. Their doctors have told them it's okay to play. Just be careful. Mm-hmm. Well, then you have a conference that um, try, almost – I almost want to say they they've been running like a fake punt, and they get to like that one yard line, and then they fumble the ball. Because it was always yeah the Big Ten's gonna play. Mm. No, the Big Ten's not gonna play. The Big Ten's gonna play. We're not sure. We're not sure. We're not sure. We're not sure. Now, the Big Ten, what two days ago, comes out and says, you know what? We're gonna play. We're gonna play. October twenty third. And this is gonna be a double walk the plank because. The Big Ten's gonna play, and they're after first at first saying they weren't, and now seeing that they're, they're the they're the kid on the outside of the playground looking. Did at you him. did you notice when their last game is? Yeah, the last Big Ten game is the day before. Yeah, the selection committee decides. Yeah, who goes into the playoff? Yeah, 
because they know what was going to happen. They were going to be relegated to the group of five if they didn't play. This would have severely set them back for years. And you know what? Guess who else is looking to play now? The Pac-12. Mm-hmm. You know who else is looking to play? The Mountain West. The Big Ten, the Pac-12, and the Mountain West are the three biggest conferences that are sitting out and were sitting out on the sidelines watching the big boys play, watching the men play. Everybody else, <laughs> everybody else was sitting. Well, hold on now. I'm a Michigan man, all right. I still love my Wolverines. I, I'm not talking about individual. You talking? Yeah, you're talking about the conference. I'm talking yeah. about the the powers that be in the conference, mm-hmm. the people making the decisions. They they sat on their hands and didn't come up with a plan. Our fearless leader in the American Athletic Conference, Mike Oresco, friend, friend of the, of the podcast. podcast, he uh he had a plan. He sat down with the athletic directors of the esteemed institutions in, in, in the there's another big word, American <laughs> Athletic Conference, to to discuss and come up with a plan. And they came up with one. And as of right now it's working and it's on par with all it's on par with all of the quote unquote power conferences. Mm. So the fact that now you've got the Big Ten and the Pac twelve saying, Hey, we want to play after seeing what they were going to lose out on and seeing that it worked, y'all were too chicken shit to actually come out and play with, with the with the dogs. Well, to me, the Big Ten and the Pac-12, they wanted to control the narrative. And this is a classic case of they they thought they were too smart. And they thought that if we sit out, we are too big. If we, see, if, if we sit out, the SEC is going to have to sit out. The ACC is going to have to sit out. And the American – everyone's you know, going to follow you know suit if we sit out because we're the Pac-12 and, you know and we're the Big Ten. We're too big. It's, it's like when you're sitting at a poker table and somebody's maybe sitting there with they're, – they're sitting there with like two threes. Yeah. Their bluff got called. They, they've, got, they've got a decent hand. Yeah. But they don't know what you've got. And they're, they're sitting with two low cards. Mm-hmm. Their bluff got called. Yeah. They got called on their bluff. And they were made to look like the weakest leaders and now in the, college football. Now they just look silly trying to scramble. Yeah. Because it's like you wanted to play all and, along. And then what? What is, what is this whole deal? I don't get it. Like the championship week there, they're going to have – you mean to tell me you're going to have like Rutgers versus Northwestern, like seven versus seven? What? And that whole oh we're doing it for the for the you know health and safety of the players that's gone out the window hasn't it yeah <laughs> so it, all, none of it makes sense none of it makes sense so the Big Ten walk the damn plank Pac twelve you can jump up there with them and Mountain West just now, because the Pac twelve is so stubborn they might say screw it we're gonna sit down anyway they are the players want to play but like I know, I saw something about like Arizona State trying to play yeah Arizona State's trying to play. Arizona State and Oregon, but hell, they can't even find a place to play because they have a, the wildfires. Yeah, going. the wildfires. Yep, that, that's another story. But what I'm saying is, the Mountain West, the Pac-12, and the Big Ten. Y'all thought y'all were dogs. Y'all aren't dogs. We're the dogs. We're running shit now. Walk, Walk the, the damn, damn plank. plank. <laughs> All right. I love it. And uh, on that note, we hope that all of you stay safe. We're coming to you next week with game week, y'all. Next week will be game week. Get get pumped up. We're going to have the perfect preview show, mm-hmm. preview podcast. 
for you next Could week. Could not have timed that up better. We could not have worked this out any better than, than what we got. So stay tuned. Make sure you follow us on, on Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter. Make sure you subscribe. Leave us a review. We want to hear from you. Mm-hmm. If there's something you like, let us know. If there's something you don't like, let us know, please. Let, let us know. But send it to our DMs. Don't put it on. <laughs> don't put it on Apple. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, do do that. Let us know. We 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 want to make this thing grow. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're 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 about there. We're we're back. We're we're on top. Yeah. And I'm excited about where this thing's going. Um, Artie, stay safe. Stay healthy as always. Until next week, Pirate Nation. Peace out. We out.